Hello and welcome to a new episode of SIS Masters Podcast. I'm Arnaud Drijard, founder of Sport Innovation Society, and I interview for you some of the best experts in the sports industry. Today, I welcome Frédéric Fontan, former ATP player, now tennis coach, coaching currently Félix Auger-Aliassime, top 10 ATP player. We will speak about his odyssey to the high level. Let's deep dive into what it really means to be successful as a coach and as a tennis player. Frederick, thanks so much for your time today. You are at Wimbledon, right? Today under the rain. Yeah, hello, Arno. I'm very happy to uh, have this podcast with you. <laughs> and yeah, we arrive uh, since uh, almost one week in Wimbledon to prepare the tournament. So, um, and we are, we are ready to start. Uh, Felix will play tomorrow. Nice. All the best. All the best for the tournament. So, thanks again, you know, for being with us in such important circumstances. You have little time, little free time. And we're happy to share today about your experience as a high-profile coach around the topic that you choose, the Odyssey to the high level. So, Odyssey to the high level means a lot. Before getting deep into the topic, you have reached different achievements as a player and as a coach, as we said. Please tell us a bit your career and where you are now at this stage of your life. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm 52 years old. And of course, the, the most important is I have, uh, I have two kids. I'm married with Valérie since uh, 2000 now. So that means uh, 22 years. And uh, which are like the first, uh, the first pillar are there in you know, the family. So this is uh, very important. And, uh, and of course, my career started uh, early, of course, the tennis. Then I, I went uh, through the federation process, I would say, to the French Pole of Poitiers you know, when I was uh, 11 years old for during three years. Then to the INSEP, uh, National Institute of Sports in, uh, in Paris for two years until uh, 16 years old. And after I decided to, um, to quit the federation because I was not feeling uh, great to be out uh, of my family, you know, I was not uh, happy. And I decided to come back in the southwest of France, which at this time was like the kind of first experience because uh, all the players were like uh, the French Federation and uh, there were like no other structure you know, to, uh, to the access of the high level. So I was uh, one of the, of the first one to do this kind of uh, adventure. Of challenge, so I went back to Po and I built my team with uh, one of the professors that uh, teach me uh, tennis, uh, Jean-Louis Rancezo. And uh, yeah, we, we had like a fitness coach, uh, physio that they didn't have like any experience on the high level of tennis, even on high level of sports. But we, we yeah we start and I was happy to be back at home, you know. And uh, and then I went uh, through the. Um, the odyssey of the high level you know i start uh, to play some few juniors you know i, I had like some uh, good results there and then i did uh, well in the transition from the junior to the the pro uh, pro tour because i, I um, at the age of 21 i, I uh, was 59 i won one grand prix and one final and so one tournament one title again emilio sanchez at this time mm -hmm. was like top 10 on clay court in palermo So that was like uh, the, my best year. It was in 91. Then I, I struggled a little bit with like, uh, I will say, my ability to, to adjust things and to adapt fast uh, with, the, with the tour and also a little bit of uh, the inexperience of uh, the team around me also. That was a limit. And also my, my personal limit to not be able to, yeah, to adjust and to, uh, yeah, maybe to, yeah, to change... Uh, my environment at the right timing or to help them to, to grow. Uh, so then I finished my career in 99 and uh, with a clear idea that uh, all the, the thing that uh, I learned because I, I travel a lot by myself around the, because at this time, even if you were like top and red, the price money was not so high. So I did a lot of tournament alone, you know, with no, no team, no, no coach. So, It gave me the opportunity also to learn about my, myself, to coach myself, to learn yeah, in, the, in the fitness part, the psychology part, because I was always aware to, to learn and to be inspired in the in books. So it was a good opportunity for that for me. And then when I finished my career, 
and decide to uh, yeah with my wife to to go to stay in Po and to uh, to build a family. So at the same time, I decide to open a, an academy in the southwest of France and to to give a chance uh, to the like me, like players who want to stay in their region, uh, to have this access to the high level and not to have the obligation to move, you know, to the federation or the place. And uh, let's say the life gave a, a good connection because when I, I built my academy, they were like a young, young, talented player, Jeremy Chardy. He was 12 years old and we start this, uh, this odyssey to the high level. So he brings him to the top 25 player so that was a great experience because we 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 did together all this process from 12 years old to the top 30 uh, and that's it at this time that we we <laughs> we knew each other huh? and you were working with uh, with lacoste and we were like, looking some some partner to 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 do the transition from the junior future tournament to the the atp tour but uh, one uh, i was really happy that also after my career that I took the time not to go right away on the tour, and because I have some uh, some federal, uh, French federation and also the, some players who asked me to yeah to coach on the, the the tour right away after my career. But I took the time first of all to um, to do my uh, uh, we call it in French uh, brevet the, the the license to be able to teach you know the degree uh, the first degree <laughs> yeah first degree and the second one the second one w- was not like. Uh, mandatory to to be able to um, to work as a tennis coach but it was good for me because like this i, I went back to school and uh, and to be able to yeah to understand what i was doing in the last uh, 15 years as a player but to understand what is the process behind the the process of uh, the fitness process the mental process that was really a good choice because at the same time i, I learned also to teach tennis at different level with uh, my academy to teach how to change a technique, uh, to teach uh, the difficulty to transfer, you know, your knowledge, you know, uh, to someone, you know, and also to run a business. You know, so a little bit back in the, the, the real life, because when you are a tennis player, it's uh, you're traveling a lot, you know, you are like uh, center on yourself, you know, everybody around is uh, making your life easier. But then after, when you go in the real life, that you have to, yeah, you you have to, uh, <laughs> you have to to work, uh, you have to win your money, you have to to take some risks, to 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 yeah, to to be out of your comfort zone, and it was really a, a chance because it gave me like uh, an extra, like uh, like after Jeremy, I, I had the opportunity to coach other players, Caroline Garcia, Vacek Pospisil, and now Felix. And it, at, uh, at each uh, stage, this uh, ability to, to learn you know, how to teach and how to change technique, uh, it helps me to, to develop my player, to, to give, really have an extra, uh, not just like being uh, transferring what I was doing as a player, but also to bring that, uh, that's, that ability to, to, to teach, you know, to coach. You know? And this is something that... Uh, that uh, definitely it was a, a, a good uh, a good choice with uh, with uh, yeah for uh, and it, it was a good decision and uh, and that's it so now of course it's uh, four seasons that I'm with Felix yeah it was a really I am lucky to work with uh, such an athlete um, we have uh, we are a team around you know we are I'm working with like a, a physio uh, from Chile. Andres Vial, that we have like a good experience together since uh, nine years now because we are we were working together with uh, Vacek Pospisil, also with Nicolas Perrot, who was uh, mm-hmm. who is in French but uh, living in Canada with a fitness coach, and uh, and so that's uh, no that's uh, we are living a great experience. So that's a little bit uh, the history of the player and and the transition to the coaching. So you were saying. That was quite different in the past for the price money. So players top 100 would travel by themselves, have to decide everything. And now uh, the structure of the players are a lot bigger. Is that correct? Exactly. And essentially because of the, of the price money, because mm-hmm. they, have, they have like more money like to, to, to have like a, at, least, at least two person around, one coach, one fitness, or one coach, one physio. But most of the time it's one coach, or two, 
and uh, one physio and one fitness. There's a quote I love from John Wooden. He said, a good coach can change a game. A great coach can change a life. What do you think about that? What is your ultimate uh, goal as a coach? No, I mean, uh, for me, my, my, my philosophy as a coach is like when you have a young player, you really can make a difference because uh, uh, when you start tennis, it's very at a young age. And this is the, the, the different, the, the path is really like, there is like some important part. And for the, for the big, when they are like, uh, players are like around like eight to 12, they need to have like a, a good technical coach. Because if you don't, you don't uh, have a good technique uh, after, it's difficult to change. So that means that the, during the development of the player, the coach is really, uh, I would say, is really important and it can really change. And then after, in the tennis world, in the professionalism, then the coach, uh, the role of the coach is changing a little bit. Is more like, a, um, I would say, like a manager because you have to manage a team. You need to have, to of course, you need to have like uh, always a strong vision, a strong process. But uh, I will say that it's uh, you, you, yeah. For me, it's like uh, you are like more like uh, in the backstage, you know, working on the details. Uh, but uh, I, I, I won't say that it will change life. But it like you will uh, bring the extra, extra, or that uh, you are you are going to be able to. Yeah, to to help your player to have this extra energy, you know, extra details that make the difference. Hmm. Little details that make a, a big difference. You you mentioned right now you're like a manager. Can you explain the life and the role? What is the job to do as a professional tennis coach? Because it may be different depending on players. So in your case, what is your job as a coach? Nowadays and today with uh, Felix, my, my role as a coach is like to really understand what is, um, what is the, uh, of course, to, to absorb what is the goal of your, of your player. You know? Like this, we share the, 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 the goal, you know, the, the vision. And after that, you build a process. You build a process technically, tactically, physically, mentally, uh, a team around to yeah to to help the player to reach his, his dream goal his goal and uh, and this that means you need to when you build this process you have to be uh, of course you have to share it very clearly with your with the team around because if the the fitness coach or the physio they don't understand uh, where we are going you know in terms of uh, because they have to adapt their job to the they have to be aligned with um, where we want to go on the court, you know, the, to transfer all uh, all this uh, process. So that's essentially that. And a lot, of course, a lot of travel because it's like around uh, with Felix, we are like on the road uh, around uh, 35, 42 weeks during the year, which is <laughs> almost <laughs> all the weeks. And that means you have, you need to be really balanced, you know, to have like a personal uh, balance, you know, in your in your life. Uh, because uh, the competition is uh, there is a lot of instability, so that means you have the, this role of stability for the player for the team. You need to be a kind of uh, a rock in this uh, instability, and uh, that's why uh, uh, this is the role huh, uh, today. And uh, and that's why, as a coach, you need to always like develop yourself in in, uh, in the mind. You know the heart and the body to have this uh, balance with all those three uh, pillars. We're going to go back to that. Uh, as a coach, does a coach have a coach? Uh, but uh, we're going to go back to that after. So, let, if you if we go back to the example of your relationship with Felix, how did it start? How did you decide the two of you? Because it's a common decision. Oh, yeah, we're going to make it, and we're going to kill everything together. No, oh, I mean it's uh, it's like uh, step by step. When we start uh, in 2017, we uh, yeah we it's always the same process. You know, we we are sharing the goals for the uh, short term goals, middle and long term goals. You know, and then we know that it's it will be a, 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 a long road. You know, and then with this road, we have to we will have to of course to adjust things. But the the role of the coach of the team is like to to keep to hold very strong the process uh, because uh, when you decide something, you have to go to commit 
into the action, no, the plan, then you have to execute and you have to hold it, especially in tennis, because every week you are going to lose, no? except Nadal or Federer, they are winning most of the tournaments, but the rest, they are, they are losing every week. So uh, you really have to hold strong the process because when you decide, okay, based on the, the vision, the goal, the process, you have to, to, to hold it very strong, even if you lose, because when you are losing, or winning because sometimes you know you you can uh, you can forget you know the, the process or because uh, when you are losing the yeah you you see okay I didn't do that so I have to change that and then if you every week you change direction then you are you are going to be lose you know uh, you, are, you are going to lose the the direction and the, the the role of the coach one of the role of the coach is like to hold strong this uh, this process we are we call uh, we are laughing. Uh, internally with uh, the team but we we call each other the the guardian of the process it's the guardian of the process it's like the captain of a boat you know where you want to go there might be you know some big storms on the way <laughs> but you know where you want to go and you have to maintain uh, the direction exactly this is a good analogy that we are using a lot or formula one or the boat you know it's like really the the, the player is the boat is the boat and the captain I would say because he's driving, you know, uh, in tennis, uh, the, the player is the, the boat and the, and the captain. And then the, the coach, you know, is kind of like the, he's, uh, he's on the top of the boat and he can see he doesn't lose the, where we are going, you know, where we are going and to make sure that everyone is at, is at the right place doing the, 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 you know, the, the, the job, you know, and this is, uh, I think this is a good analogy. But this is very complex because uh, you two are both captains, the players and the coach. Because at the end, the, the player in this sport specifically is paying the coach. So this relationship makes it very complex. This is a really important point that you, uh, you just, just said. It's like uh, maybe, uh, I don't know other, other sports like that. Maybe in golf, I don't know. Uh, yes. You will tell. Yeah. But really like uh, something that is, uh, there is a conflict of interest in the way of uh, uh, at one point you are coaching some somebody younger than you who, who is the boss because he's going to pay you at the end of the month or at the end of the, of the year and at one point you will have to say to him the things that he doesn't want to to hear you know to listen and uh, and your job is go is going to be you are going to do the job if you are going to say black when it's black and white when it's white so that means Uh, it's something that I understood during my career that it will be really important to to adjust my position with that because I knew that uh, we had uh, some uh, difficulty in this kind of relation with uh, during my career, you know, uh, uh, with uh, with my coach. So that's why when I finish my career, I start to build uh, like uh, this kind of financial independence, which is not like the hundred percent. Because at one point you need also to be free in your mind, you know. But uh, the the financial independence it's like something that uh, in tennis I will say if there is an advice to the the coach is like you have to take care take care of your own plan, you know, of your own career to be independent, not just like to be dependent on player, and especially financially. So that I was uh, happy to have uh, this experience as, as uh, yeah to to take advantage of my experience as a coach to understand how it works. And to be able to have this uh, financial independence, which is growing every year, you know, during the, my career of coach, which uh, give me the, the freedom to choose my project and to be strong in this relation. Choosing your project, it's key because when you make a commitment to a player, it's like a marriage in some ways. How do you choose the players? Because when someone is very young, it's hard to predict as a mental abilities physical abilities as well eventually, but it's hard to predict how long it can last. And so what is your mindset around that? Oh, I mean, there is like always the, the timing, you know, in the case of Felix, I was lucky that that uh, the Tennis Canada, the, the Canadian Federation, I was working with Vacek Pospisil, you know, who was like mm -hmm. top 25 and top five in, in doubles. So then at one point we decided to stop our relation and then uh, Tennis Canada, Guillaume Mars and with Borfiga were like, Guillaume Mars was working with Felix and asked me if we, if we can uh, share the coaching in 2017 to, to, because he didn't have like the expense of the high level, you know? So he asked me, so then it's more like, okay, I accept. And, and at this time I, I knew that 
because I saw Felix, he was young, of course, but already had won um, the junior US Open Grand Slam. He was very young and, uh, and a very, very good pot potential. He was already uh, yeah, showing his, uh, the, some results, you know. So then it's, uh, uh, for Felix, was like uh, easy to, to see that he has this great potential, you know. It's, it was like a stone, uh, like a diamond, you know, like it's uh, in terms. But of course, then when you start with younger players, then it's more difficult. When you start, when I start with, with Chardy, Jeremy Chardy was 12 years old. Of course, I, I saw that he has some quality, uh, uh, some quality, some determination, you know, but it's uh, it's really difficult to uh, to really predict, you know. Now I have more experience to make better choice if I had to to advise, uh, you know, to give a, yeah, to, to have, a, um, uh, yeah, to give advice to young player or to with the family or young coach. If what I think about this player, I will have like some, a uh, lot of information, but you never, you, you are never sure about the, about the future because it's so, it's a, it's a big puzzle, you know, to, uh, in this Odyssey to the high level. Because hmm. there's something very complex about the relationship with a player, which is communication as in a relationship, maybe. <laughs> uh, but you need strong communication and efficient communication. But how do you manage the rhythm, the balance in communication? Because, you know, when you lose, I mean, they're competitors, and you're a competitor as well. We've seen the quote from Medvedev who left the stand uh, because he did not agree with the behavior of his player. How do you manage? Because there's some, there are things you feel, maybe you cannot always express, and there's something the players need to see in you and feel in you. How do you manage the balance in communication to get to the results you want? Yeah, this is, uh, yeah, communication, uh, this is like the, not the most difficult part, but it's like, it's like one of the essential parts because it's, uh, we are like humans. We are, you are living uh, with your player <laughs> during all the year, you know, you are sharing, uh, of course, the, the practice, the competition, but the dinner, you know, the transportation, <laughs> you are you are traveling with, with your with your player. So the good point is that at one, um, there is like a, a team around, there is a family, so you you can uh, you can spread. You know, you are not always one on one. You know, so it's it's you can spread the relation. But communication, I would say that that's why it's. Uh, you need to know yourself well. You know, you need to know your strength, and then to and then then like this, you can be yourself and you can adjust to the player because the coach is uh, for me. Uh, it's uh, a good coach for me. Is like uh, able to listen more than to to talk. You know, uh, that's first of all because the, the coach is on the backstage for me in tennis uh, because in tennis is different than other sports in tennis. The, the, the player is uh, the actor. You are on the backstage with the team. And um, with my personality, I, I'm more like via negativa. That means talking less, giving less information, but doing more like exercise, doing more action because we are like in the muscle memory uh, methodology, you know, uh, the, the, the sports. Uh, uh, because like you said, a word for you can be different for, for the player, even with the experience that you are building like... Uh, uh, world communication, you know, I prefer as a coach, uh, yeah, to that the, the your player is feeling muscle sensation, and of course, at one point we have like some discussion, and it's uh, most of the time it's like uh, it's not predictable, you know. You are going to feel the moment, the moment it will come. My philosophy is more that, you know, I, I prefer like to question my player, and like this, it will bring to the action, you know, instead of like giving too much information you know this is my personality huh? it's uh, it's not the truth but with the time uh, i learned to build my methodology and of course uh, it's like doing mistakes and, and being better every year so that's that's for sure but uh, yeah i like uh, because they are going to test you know on the tour now um, in july the, the coaching on court. So you will be allowed to coach the player when it, he will be on the same side uh, uh, of you. So that means uh, the positive part is that it's going to, to clarify the gray zone that we were like, because sometimes the coach, they are like giving advice, but sometimes just uh, encouraging, you know, by words. So sometimes you have like a warning because you are just saying, allez or come on. My opinion about that, 
I'm like, uh, I prefer like the old style, like uh, tennis in individual sports is like a, a duel, a fight between two players. And I like that the player is finding uh, the, the resource himself, you know, the solution, solutions by himself. I like this uh, samurai philosophy, you know, uh, like, like the, it's an art, you know, martial art. And you, are, you have to, yeah, you, you have an opponent, you know, you have to find the solution. And especially on the on the tour, because you are always playing the same player. So for me, the, the player has to stay instinct, you know, if he start to to have too much information and then the, the brain, the brain is going to the wrong brain because there's the brain that is in the instinct and the brain that is uh, in the reflection. So when you, you play tennis, you know, it's so fast, you, know, you have to stay instinctive. So then the coaching for me on the court is, is, is not like so effective. But in junior, in the development, it's different. In the junior, because they need to, to learn, even in match, you can, uh, you can talk to them. Like this, they, they, they learn in the tactics in the moment that I think that the, to allow coaching during the junior, during the development is a good thing. But during the pro, I'm, I'm not uh, for, that, uh, for, for those reasons. Yeah. A great basketball coach called Pete Carrier said, coaches win practices, players win games. Exactly. Yeah, that's um, I completely agree with that. Yeah, so you like the samurai spirit. That means, did you already already speak with Felix about this change and how you're going to? Well, I suppose not yet, but how do you plan your change in that? Because it's a new opportunity, then it's a risk because you might want to do more things and not efficient. It's a it's a big change. Yeah, exactly. We already discussed about that because it's. Uh, It's, uh, but it's something that we discussed also before because uh, uh, when I'm uh, on the court uh, during the, 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 the competition, where, when uh, I'm, uh, I'm just like uh, ignored because there's like a, a lot of non-verbal communication also because always with your player that you, you, can, you have to bring the, the positive energy at the right moment with, you, with your body language, you know, and maybe some words, some, some key words at the right moment. But uh, it's like uh, just like uh, it's, For me, it's really important, like the, that you you are there, you know, you support your player. I'm not alone. It's also the team, and we we just like like a thermostat, you know. You go plus or minus in terms of energy, and uh, I think we we won't change the the way that we are working uh, now, uh, and it's it's going to be like natural, you know. It's uh, we are not uh, for with the relation that we have the, the with, with Felix. It, it's going to be uh, yeah similar. Good. So life of, an, uh, of a pro player is full of up and downs. I mean, as you say, you win, and but you lose almost every week. And sometimes it, you're very disappointed by your performance. When do you realize your player is not interested in hearing for, from you for some reason? What do you do then? I understand you're very steady and you like a thermostat. It's a quality I admire. I wish I were that, uh, you know, controlled in some ways. <laughs> but... Uh, How do you detect? Is it the body language? How do you detect how to adjust the way you interact? For me, it's easy because you are coaching just one player. I, I, I would say that it's more difficult when you have a, like a team, but you can feel when your player is open or when he's not. And also with experience, because I was playing, so I know that I know how you feel, you know, after a tough loss. So I, I can feel right away. Uh, for the, after tough loss, for the, we don't do deep debrief the same day. We wait next day. You know, we always. I feel when the emotion are, are still present. You know, you have to you have to talk uh, when the, all the emotion are, are, are like down. You know, for for the, for for the loss. So that's it's with the experience and knowing your player. You have you have to be patient. You have to be patient because if your player is close. Then he's going to react. You know, he's not going to to take the the the, the world, the discussion uh, in, in the right foot. You know, so uh, so then it's really like yeah, you have to be patient. You have to wait the, the right moment. You have to be to catch the right window because there is also some moment that your player is open, and then you have to to yeah to ready for this opportunity. Yeah, to give the right information at the right moment. It's a question of timing with the communication. And uh, and that's it. But it's like uh, when you are aware, you know, when you are like uh, when you are aware about the signs, about the body language, and uh, when you are listening, once again, listening more than talking, then you are aware about the this kind of space opportunity. 
This is experience as well, I suppose, both as a player and as as an experienced coach. There's something else that does impact, that could impact the relationship between a coach and a player. You know, everyone seems to have an opinion, media, fans, all the coaches, the family. How to manage so much noise around not to lose the direction and not to interfere in the relationship between the player and the coach? Yeah, that's a big challenge. <laughs> Now, <laughs> uh, yeah, nowadays, with the uh, social media, it's it's a big big challenge. But once again, uh, if the 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 blocks of the pyramids, because I like the analogy of the pyramids, you know, it's very important. You know, the first thing when the, your player has a good education, and it's the case of Felix. You know, the parents Sam and Marie did a really good job. So then, this part education being aware of what you said, the interference, who you can listen, who you, you don't have, when you are, when you can open, when you can close. So th this is very important, the education. And then after, as a coach, you have to continue to educate yourself and your player. That means that you cannot close. You cannot be close to, to uh, the life. You know, you cannot be close to the social media you, you, because then if you are too protective, like with your children, you know, if you are too protective, then, It's it's gonna be like uh, he's not gonna be too able to yeah to express himself to yeah to to fly <laughs> to fly in, in this world and and uh, to um, to be able to ex express the creativity. So this is a good balance of like being really clear in the, the this process where he wants to go, how you want to go, why, where. That's very important. So then we are the guardian and the team. The coach, the parents are like, you know, the, the close circle, they are like, we are really focused on that. And because we are, it's really clear and focused on that at the right moment, then you are able to open. And then you are able to open and to discuss with other people. And uh, like this, you can, okay, this, it's interesting. I take it. This, bam, it's, it's, uh, it's sliding, you know. And uh, this is the, it's easy to say. Okay, to to explain like like I do, but it's also like a process. To it's a per perpetual uh, process to make the things really clear, simple. You know, like this, you don't spread the energy, and like this, you you are able to go, yeah, to to be uh, to be open and to be open. That means also that sometimes some opportunity and good positive things from uh, coming from the outside. So that's a good balance uh, with all of that. So clear rules of the game with a close circle that is involved. And regularly you all meet, including the family, uh, just to see what's happening, what you can do, how you can improve. How, how does it, what is the routine that you have in your, in your, in your life as a coach with a player and this, and you know, the close circle that you mentioned? Yeah, exactly. That's it. We, we that at least uh, at the end of the year, we do like a great feedback, you know, of uh, what we did, you know, in terms of results, you know, what terms of process, what was working, what was not. And then after, oftenly, we, we do like some uh, feedback about where we are, you know, after like, uh, let's say after the Australian uh, Open Swing and then after the Miami Indian West and after the K, you know, every one month and a half, you know, we, we, we debrief uh, longer. But uh, I would say, Not always big debrief uh, about the process with uh, with the player. It's more with the team because the the player needs to stay in the present moment. He needs to stay uh, the player, you know, the, in the game, you know, instinct. And as a coach with the team, we we always are in the future and in the past. We have to analyze the past and to 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 be in the future to to build the process to adjust things, you know. And uh, and then we have to, so we have to keep the the player in the present moment. Like this, he has no doubt, no interference, even from us. You know, this uh, this balance is uh, is is the challenge always because there is like uh, always like a blank page every match. You know, every day that you have uh, you have to yeah you you have to to create. You know, it's like you have, there is no you are not sure even if uh, Rafa Nadal. You know, we have the chance to work with Tony Nadal. You know, as a consultant now uh, since mm -hmm. one year and a half, and uh, winning like 22 Grand Slam is always like starting the competition with like. No, not knowing in one way what will be the result, but he has to bring all, uh, you know, all his energy, all his fight, you know, all the tools and, and try to, to find a way of the victory. Yes. The reason of Tony Nadal is to bring additional experience and freshness to, 
yeah, additional experience and freshness to the to the process. Yeah, I like to do uh, some trekking in the mountain in the Pyrenees mountain. I live in close from I'm living Po, uh, and uh, so for example, when you go to, like to the ice summit or like a, a more difficult trek, which I will say, then you have to to go with a guide the first time, you know. And that's why, you know, uh, with Tony Nadal, he, he was on the side of, uh, of Rafa for a lot of Grand Slam. So he won those Grand Slam. He went to those ice summits. So that was the first reason. And after the second is, uh, is like to have an external eyes, you know, on, on our process for me as a coach, for Felix as a player to have this, uh, yeah, different point of view like this. We we can uh, we can exchange, you know. We can confirm that we are doing some things well. He can have like new idea, and also I would say, and because now we know him well, he has a very good values. You know, he's like a very good person first of all. So then after, it's like uh, it's positive. You know, it's uh, it's uh, it's bringing uh, like a new fresh in the alchemy of the team. And, you know, it's it's really really good. So when you, when you spoke about openness and you said yourself at the beginning of the conversation, you as a coach, you have to bring, you're like the guru in some ways. You didn't mention that. I'm saying it now. But uh, this is, how can I express it? This is complex, but you need to improve you, yourself as well. You need to be open to new ideas, new human resources, new technologies that can improve performance. What is your learning process to keep adding value to the player? Yeah, it's exactly that. You have to develop yourself all the time. That means I have my own agenda in terms of like uh, I'm doing fitness, you know, I'm uh, trying to add like some discussion with people who are like specialists in other domains, not just in tennis. I'm reading books, trying to eat better to be healthy, you know, because you have to you need to absorb all those pressure because uh, it's the high, high level, it's, it's a lot of trouble and a lot of pressure, a lot of expectation, you know, even for the team, for the coach. As a player, you need to train. <laughs> you need to train. You need to go out of your comfort zone. You need to be better in the earth, mind and body, you know, those, those, those three pillars. So I have my, uh, now it's, I have the strong, strong habits now with that. It's, it's really clear because, of course, at 50 years old, you start normally to be wiser with, with all, all, the, all the, um, the things that are working, you know, like the, like the natural laws, you know, like natural laws. At one point, you, you, we are like all humans. We are all uh, cells. And uh, if you don't stimulate a cell, it's going to go down, you no? Know? But so you have to stimulate the cells at the right amount of stress. And, uh, and then after rest, and then there's an adaptation and you become like, so that you have to apply that in all the three batteries, you know, emotional, mental, and, and uh, for the body. So I like this image. So I, I'm, I have, um, I have my, uh, my schedule for that. And I'm enjoying that now because, of course, with the edge, you know, you are, you are more detached because you, it's more clear. And like this, if it's more clear for you, more detached, then... Uh, because at one point, uh, when you are older, you are like a kind of example for younger people. So I, I, I will resume as a coach, you need to be an example. Mm -hmm. That's that, uh, also the best you, <laughs> that you can, uh, can do for, for your player. Yeah. Does it mean, as you say, we are all humans? How far does it go in sharing personal opinions or personal feelings with your player and showing weaknesses eventually? Oh yeah, that's. I mean, uh, after all, we are, we, uh, which is a very good uh, point with Felix that is 21 years old, and since he's 17, that uh, when I start to work with him, he was 17 years old. The, his level of maturity, you know, coming from the education once again, we are like uh, discussing different topics, you no, know? economic, politics, sports, of course, you know, philosophic topics. And that's good because uh, with all the team, uh, with the parent, uh, like we are in Wimbledon with uh, his mother, you know, yesterday night, we had a great discussion about like the, man, the, the mental aspect, you know, and was, uh, that was uh, great. So that means we are, we are discussing, we are sharing and, uh, and coming back to showing the weakness or the strength. It's, uh, 
most important if you you, you cannot hide you have to be yourself anyway uh, that that means uh, uh, when you are aligned when you are yourself then you are you are like uh, showing something uh, real you know so you, you are you, you are you are not hiding so then the at, at this level and uh, especially with like player like uh, champion like Felix you know if you are not true they are, they are going to feel it right away with the sound of your voice you know your body language you you cannot hide so that's uh, interesting that means you at one point where when we say like as a coach or as a player you it, it's not like you are not there by magic uh, by the magic you know it's like it's a process you know so uh, felix is at, at his level because he has the legitimacy and uh, as a coach uh, I, I'm able to coach a player like Felix because I have the legitimacy to to so that that means you have, still have to progress to improve every day like your player, but uh, it's something that if you are uncomfortable or if you don't have the level, it's, uh, it's there's no not too much uh, time that you, <laughs> you you can stay with uh, at this level. Yeah, we've seen the level of playings has improved tremendously. If you look at videos uh, from you know past generations and not far away. The level has improved tremendously. The speed, the technical quality, the toughness of the game. What do you think will be the drivers of improvement? Is it physical capacities? Is it data that will help you understand more the strategy and the tactics to be? Is it mental knowledge with neuroscience or any other specific topic? What do you think will be the drivers of you know, this improvement that makes the game always interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, the physical part, we improve uh, a lot in the last few years when I was playing in the 90s. Now what we are doing physically, it's more like uh, everybody's doing. Now All the players are athletes, not too much weakness on this part because there's like uh, the knowledge is spread everywhere with the video, with the technical aspect. No, everybody uh, can can uh, be aware with the social media, etc. There's like... Uh, well, for me, there is not. Uh, if, if maybe we, they, we will we will have a discovery, but it's more. Uh, so for the fitness uh, technical part, uh, it's uh, the margin of improvement. It's not like so high, but mm-hmm. uh, now the new. Of course, now everybody is almost everybody is working with the stats. You know, it's uh, it's uh, also something that we we have integrate. For me, the it's what uh, I think. Uh, Djokovic is the more advanced. It's like the way of like all the brain is working, you know, all, all the energy, all this energy part. That means uh, uh, neuroscience, you know, like, oh, you are going to compress the learning time process, you know, uh, understanding or uh, because uh, when uh, before was like the quantity. Now we, we know that it's uh, when uh, you are like uh, right and dominant or eyes right eyes right or left dominant you know all those kind of things it helps definitely the coach to to be more efficient on the court because uh, it's just, just not just about like the motion the technique is all the the body or the brain is working you know and then you, you will be uh, you are able to yeah to adjust faster and to don't repeat too much motion you know uh, because uh, there's things that the body cannot do with one player and another player, you were able to do it. So that means, yeah, all this neuroscience part. It uh, for me, it's the, it's really like, uh, uh, yeah, it will be the, the 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 more and more like the future, you know, the free future improvement. Uh, I'm trying to find the world, yeah, the laterality. You know, it's uh, the laterality uh, to know or or is the the specificity of, of the body of, of your of your player. I don't know how you to say in English, but uh, I knew that I work with like some specialist uh, with Paul Doroshenko was like a specialist of that. The reality, he worked with Federer when he was young. There is also, uh, I will say like this energetic part that means uh, you know, all the meditation, you know, uh, like, because we know that at one point we are, we are energy, uh, all ourselves, uh, you know, are, <laughs> are energy. So there is like a, it's uh, it's gonna be like more holistic, you know, or holistic. That means uh, holistic. That doesn't mean it's like, uh, yeah, there's like invisible and invisible. You know that we know more and more that it's like invisible force, like we already know that uh, they are existing. But uh, it will be the 
I think it will be the, the future of the performance. Some say we even more with electricity. So if you connect, if you make the right connections, then you you improve the power <laughs> that you have. Uh, yeah, exactly. The intention. The, the once again, you know, when you have like intention, you know, then uh, if, your, if your intention is very clear, then your execution is going to be like uh, stable, you know, clean. And uh, that's what we are looking in sports. It's like it's interesting because you are you are able to uh, to materialize your intention when you want to play down the line. Then your body has to execute the right technique, the right motion, and then to transform that in reality is through a ball. And this is uh, this process is interesting because this process can be can be disturbed by the pressure, by the expectation, by the future, you know. And, and this is the, this is interesting as as a coach because you are we are really deep into the point, you know. It's like why a player is able to do hundred times in the practice, you know, the right shot, but at one point you have a Wimbledon final in Wimbledon, you know, playing another player, you have the same shot, you know. Uh, Yeah, you are at the serve. You have to put the the ball at the at the, at the right spot. You know, this is the yeah the the real challenge. Yeah, one day I interviewed. I had a conversation with Asen Wenger, uh, former coach from Arsenal. That was interesting. He was saying a bit the same as you do. Technical, the players they were all very good. No, the difference was not too much on the technical skills. Of course, you could have the exception, but average was so high. Physical average was so high. But ability to perceive, take a decision and execute, that's what makes a difference. So he was making some surveys on the players on what do they see before receiving the ball and how it does impact the decision. So if you, you if they see two or three times or, if, or more, and a guy like Messi would see a lot more, he would know the field of play before receiving the ball. Exactly. Because he looks at more. Uh, he has perceived more. And so how you transform this uh, perception of what's happening into the right decision, which is instinct in some ways, because not even time to think. And then obvious, obviously the ability to execute. He was mentioning that this perception to decision makes a, makes a game improve. And that's where there's a field of, you know, room for improvement a lot. Exactly. That's good that... Uh... Arsène, of course, is a great coach, but it's, it's uh, exactly that. That means uh, perfect vision, you know, mm -hmm. because we, we know that we have two visions, you know, we are able, the eyes, the eyes are able to, to fix one point, but there is also the perfect, uh, perfect vision. I don't know if it's the right word in English, perfect. I hope, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, Because I finished an interesting book about like uh, what what they were like uh, how they were training the samurai, you know, like uh, because they are like a different opponent, and they were like in a environment of like all the danger and uh, <laughs> you can die, you know, on the field, and they were able to train because because vision is uh, a per the perception, the vision, you know, the the the, the feeling, all the five senses, you know, they are, you can train, you can train that. So I, I won't say like too much because uh, <laughs> we are still in the process to work uh, on that with uh, with Felix. But it's uh, it's something, of course, that you you can train, and it will the future will be like uh, to train more and more precise that we are able for the technical aspect and physical aspect. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, you before we go to ending ritual of quick questions. I mean, you've done great stuff. Uh, if I may, not too much financial needs. I mean, you've done a great job. What is it that makes you still have fire inside? What is your dream now? What is it you want? I mean, that uh, it's uh, it's funny because it's uh, what it, it drives me. If we go like to something very simple, because after we can extend this, is like when you because I'm in the competition since I, I'm I'm like uh, very young. Huh? And this this kind of uh, uh, I don't know if it's adrenaline, but when you, when you have the victory, you know the the next five minutes or one one hour depends. It's like uh, it's like a kind of uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not a good word, but it's kind of drugs that you are addict to. And I am addict of like the uh, of the victory, you know. Uh, this is uh, this is uh, really that. And after in second is like uh, I'm enjoying all this uh, process to. 
to build, you know, like a like a pyramid, you know, to to build this process, to to build with your player, to build uh, all this process to reach a goal, you know, it's like it's really uh, interesting because it's like you do uh, something and you have to do it better and better when you change player, of course, but also with when you are with the player every year, you have to to make it uh, more perfect, you know, and uh, and all this process is really uh, and of course after as a tennis coach uh, is like to to win uh, uh, the first Grand Slam in singles. I did it in doubles with Vacek. He won the Wimbledon in doubles. And with Felix, uh, semi-final in the uh, US Open, quarter in Wimbledon, quarter in Australian Open, and two times fourth round in the French Open with Jeremy Chardy and uh, and with Felix. So, of course, he's like to to catch this first Grand Slam and uh, the first of, of many, I hope. Yeah, this is the the, the this this has the, uh, are the goal, but but like more under the why is really is really uh, because uh, I, I think I'm good at, at at that because it's long time that I'm doing you know it's it's aligned with uh, I, I will say I'm more aligned with my quality as a coach than I was as a player. I have more quality, natural quality to be uh, to be a coach. So that means when you are like uh, aligned with your quality, that means you you know you are in the passion, you know you 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 are comfortable, you like that. So that means it's a uh, for me it's uh, more more I get hold and and better I am. You know the, the time is running in the right direction for me as a coach, eh? <laughs> which is not the case when you are a player because the physical ability are going down. But as a coach. You know, uh, it's really uh, um, I'm aligned with uh, where I want to go, where how I am. You know, and that's that's uh, that's really uh, really important. And then after, it's uh, like I said at the beginning of the interview, it's like uh, uh, I am I'm lucky that uh, my wife and my kids, you know, they are supporting me. We are a really balanced family, and this is for me. This is the the first pillar. You know, uh, this because. Uh, if I didn't have this strong pillar, uh, uh, I will not be able to to go, you know, uh, free uh, to be creative in what I like the the, the most in uh, my professional life. Uh, yeah, as, as a team with my wife and with my kids, we are doing a good team. We are an effective team. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, what a nice way to end a conversation. You know, going back to the pillars of if you're not happy in family, how can you be happier with the rest? Um, and make it well, uh, a nice way. As a conclusion, we do have a ritual, which is a series of questions. Uh, it's inspired from Proust's questionnaire. It has been used by James Lipton or Bernard Pivot, that you, that you know. Okay. <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's uh, very much adapted, adapted to our circumstances, to sport. So what is your favorite all-time athlete and why? Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, because he's like... Uh... For me, he had like the physical ability, of course, technical ability. It was it was uh, beautiful to see him move, you know, in the motion, and his ability to be to like the pressure, you know, this uh, important moment, you know, to to challenge, you know, to uh, to ch- he was. Uh, you can see that he was loving the pressure, loving to to be in that, that situation. And yeah, and of course, he was beautiful athlete, you know, to watch. And uh, Michael Jordan is, uh, for me, is uh, yeah, my best athlete. <laughs> and in tennis, in tennis, uh, I will say my model was Bjorn Borg because mm-hmm. uh, when I was young, uh, so Bjorn Borg because he was like uh, ice, you know, was uh, no em- not showing emotion, no mistake, solid, you know, was like really my yeah, it's it, it's he it was still is my uh, my model, yeah, yeah. Yeah, every interview he was winning easily. It was a tough game. It was a tough. Game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is your favorite tennis event? Tennis, uh, the, the place at Wimbledon. Wimbledon is uh, yeah because Wimbledon is like you really can feel that is the temple of tennis. Uh, Wim- around Wimbledon, it's all green, you know, and the the the, the place of uh, onside the place is like. Like you said before, the the the, the sound of, of the ball when touch the the, the the court, you know, is like special. The mix of tradition, wood, and new material. It's uh, the silence, you know, the people uh, or their dress, you know. It's uh, it's uh, it's important tradition and uh, and being able to 
to go through the time to have like some uh, improvement, of course, but to keep this tradition strong, the Wimbledon, they are like, you can feel that. You can feel that. <laughs> What is your favorite sound in tennis? Uh, the, the, I will say that the, the slide on the clay, the slide on the clay court is, is, is good. Yeah, I like it. So you like to watch Murphy's sliding on every surface. <laughs> <laughs> What is the best tip you can share with a player? The best tip I can share with a player. Uh -huh. uh, as a coach, there is like so many tips that if I have to resume to one, Mm -hmm. One tip to give to a player is like, um, yeah, you have you have you have to find you have to find your internal uh, strength. You know, you have to to find this internal strength because this internal strength is the key to to shine outside. No, it's not the opposite. You don't have to to go like to to find outside what you have inside. No, it's uh, I would say that like uh, to go inside first instead of going outside. Samurai, again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> What is the best tip you can share with another coach? Yeah, with another coach is like, um, yeah, having having your your own plan, you know, having your, the, to plan your own career. That's uh, not just like to be dependent of, be, you have to be more, more than just uh, in the short term or like just to, to focus on your player, you have to, to be lar larger than that. Yeah. What is your favorite word? My favorite word? Karuna. What? <laughs> Karuna? <laughs> Karuna. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a word that uh, a coach explained to me in this way. It's a Tibetan word. And, uh, and it, it means different things because then I watch on Google, but... Uh, But I like the original uh, because there is some different tradition. It doesn't exist in, in French or in English, but the tradition you can see in Google. But I like the, tradi the tradition that the, this coach, Italian coach, uh, uh, who loves the philosophy, told me that it's like you have to develop yourself, you have to be strong yourself, then to yeah to be able to to be an example, to shine on the outside, to help others. No, that's the Karuna. Karuna, yeah. Karuna. Yeah. yeah. Great. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Or would you have liked to attempt? Yeah, it's always like, uh, I like the, um, when you're like uh, osteopath, you know, this kind of job that uh, able to understand the body and to, uh, to help people to understand their body, to help uh, the people to unlock, unlock like the, yeah, the, those sometimes a blockage, you know, energy, or I, I like the, all, uh, in the new life, you know, like, uh, because I'm doing for myself because, uh, you know, being a, a player or coach. So of course you are, you need to be with your like, like this, uh, being close for your body. You want, you, you are able to understand a lot of things. And, uh, that's, uh, yeah, something that, uh, if you need to be osteopath, uh, it's, uh, yeah, in another life. So no, uh, no you're going to have a new nickname after the guardian, you're going to be the unlocker. <laughs> <laughs> If you had one more hour every day, what would you do? One more hour every day, I will do the same that I'm doing. You know, uh, I will do the same that I'm doing. Uh, no, uh, I, 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 uh, we've never have enough time to do what we want to to do. You know, even if I, I prior, I know how to prioritize what what is important for me. But uh, one more time, I will do like uh, yeah, I will uh, use to. To be in the path that I'm, I'm already now. Yeah. Improve even more what you already do. <laughs> If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Sorry, can you repeat? Yeah. <laughs> if, if, <laughs> if heaven, if heaven exists, what would you like God to tell you when you arrive at the gate? Did you enjoy? <laughs> 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 that's good yeah. that's good yeah so and I, i will say yeah 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 i will say yeah yeah it's uh also it's easy you know uh, because in, in one way i hope I, i have i am in the middle of my life in terms of time but uh you know it's good to have like uh yeah like to to be able to to have like no regrets you, 
that doesn't mean that you it's to fail. You no, know, it's it's uh, it's also important that to achieve things because if with the failure that you are you you are you are learning to be better, you know, to achieve. It's, it's like just to yeah to to enjoy, you know, uh, to to enjoy, not like uh, ex- always expecting that uh, it will be better after. Uh, to enjoy what you have the, uh, at the moment, it's like uh, I think it's really important, and I hope that I will be able yeah, to to say yeah, I enjoy it. <laughs> I can picture the day you will be after a Grand Slam win with your player and tell him, did you enjoy? <laughs> <laughs> I can picture it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks for this time. I hope it's going to be very interesting for people listening. Uh, at least I had a lot of pleasure speaking with you, as always, uh, as you say, since our first meeting at Lacoste years ago. Uh, wish you the best uh, for you, your family. For your players, I wish you the best. And you're my samurai. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Arno. Thank you for this exchange because it's a, a good match is, uh, is a, when you have like good, uh, you know, uh, exchange, you know, you have to be too. So it's, uh, it was a uh, yeah, great, uh, great question and uh, good luck for you also for what you wish. Thanks, my friend. Thank you all for listening to a new SIS Masters podcast. We'd love you to subscribe. Please leave a review or rate the podcast. It will help us improve. We'd love to see you in the next episode. Enjoy. Enjoy.